0: Greetings. This is Justin Allen with the Elite Nurse Practitioner. Welcome to the Elite Nurse Practitioner Show, a podcast dedicated to nurse practitioner entrepreneurism and achieving financial freedom, where I talk directly with nurse practitioners who need help. Listen up. Our market is saturated. Jobs can be scarce. We are underpaid. We are undervalued. We are taken advantage of by the sharks within the healthcare system. And frankly, screw that, sick of it, and it's time for a change. And listen, I'm here to help make that happen. We are powerful. We can forge a path where we are in control of our career and ultimately our financial and personal well-being. You do not need to submit to healthcare administrators and your doctor overlords. You do not have to take the measly salary. You do not have to work 50 to 60 hours a week. There is a different way, and I'm here to show you that path. This podcast is Raw and Unfiltered. I have not talked to the nurse practitioners in this podcast prior to the call outside of an email exchange to schedule the episode. What you're about to listen to is a consultation session between a nurse practitioner and myself. It is real, it is unscripted, it is unplanned, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Anything and everything can happen during our conversation. The nurse practitioners in these episodes are struggling with an issue in their professional or financial life, and they have reached out to me for help. My goal is to help the nurse practitioner with actionable advice that will enhance and improve their professional, business, and financial life. My other goal is to hopefully help my nurse practitioner sisters and brothers build a more productive, powerful, and free life. So, I hope the content and information within these podcast episodes does just that. All right, on to the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be talking to Nico, who is a family nurse practitioner. Currently, he is working as a 1099 contractor for two mental health clinics and is also focusing on integrative mental health. He's wanting to start his own wellness clinic, focusing on hormone replacement therapy, but doing this with an integrative mental wellness twist. He's needing help getting this clinic started from the ground floor and is looking for practical advice on how to get started. Hey, Nico, how are you? Hey, good, Justin. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for hopping on here. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I know that you helped me with the... Um, functional medicine course. You help us with uh, kind of the integrated mental health aspects of it. So uh, so it's good to talk to you again. Yeah, man. Same to you. For sure. So I guess you're wanting to start your own practice. Just bring this up to speed with kind of where you're at You know, how you've been a family nurse practitioner for and what you've been doing.
1: Yeah. So I've been a family nurse practitioner for about four years now. I uh, initially always wanted to get into integrative medicine, kind of stumbled into mental health, really just seeing it as a, you know, a community of individuals who are just, in my opinion, not getting the help they deserved. So I put the integrative medicine twist on it. It's been really interesting. I've worked as a 1099 contractor my entire time as a family nurse practitioner, just because I absolutely cannot stand technically working for anybody else as a W-2. Sure. And I've just always had wet feet about getting into my own business, Uh, you know, whether that's, oh, I've got kids and a little, I don't know if I want to spend time away. But anyways, the mental health thing's been exciting. It's been a little challenging, you know, anytime I'm with these groups of mental health practices, you know, the marketing, it's up to them. Anytime I try to go outside those boundaries, you know, there's some contention on, well, we don't know if we want to put out that messaging. So anyways, you know, it just kind of came down to the fact that, look, I I need to take responsibility for my own practice for the growth.
0: And I, I might as well do that on my own. Yeah. I mean, I think most of us come to that realization at some point, you know, some of us earlier than others, you know. So yeah, I mean, you know, you're only four years into your career and you, you know, you're realizing this. So I applaud you for that. That way you don't have to be in hell for too much longer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, though. So listen, I'm... I'm curious, man. You're an FNP, but you're kind of doing this integrative mental health. So like, tell me a little bit about that. Like, how did you, how did you kind of fall into that? Are there like skill yeah. practice issues that you find? Or, because I mean, I know, yeah. um, I've known some FNPs. Like, I even knew an FNP that ran it at a psych hospital and there was really no problem with it because they had the experience to back it up. So like, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, more or less, you know, I was initially offered a position at a practice here locally in Cincinnati, Ohio, as a 1099 contractor. And, you know, they were just looking at me as, hey, here's a family nurse practitioner who can treat some people with depression and anxiety, uh, we will keep them within a scope of practice. And that was kind of that. So, you know, at least in the state of Ohio at the time, there, you know, there was relatively some loose guidelines around, well, family practice. You can treat some of the more or less minor diagnoses and so far as mental health goes. And then, you know, once we get into the quote unquote axis one diagnosis of schizophrenia and maybe severe bipolar and things of that nature, we'd push that off to a psych NP. So sure. that's really how I got started. When I when I joined the practice, I said, look, guys, I don't want to be prescribing. Not, I don't have anything against this, but I don't, I don't want to be prescribing antidepressants all day long. At the end of the day, it makes me feel kind of like a pill mill. I love integrative medicine. I'd love to kind of see if I can apply this towards mental health, to which I think they just kind of shook their head and said, okay, go for it. And uh, so, so I got that started. It's a difficult thing, man, trying to get people to recognize the nuances of pathophysiology behind depression and anxiety, looking past just, you know, oh, it's a serotonin problem. So, you know, it's a lot of education, a lot, a lot of education, getting people to buy into what you're saying. Uh, and then giving them some really good results. So um, I'll tell you, it's it's been fruitful. You know, the patients who I have, they they love it. We see a lot of really great results, but it's very difficult to market. Yeah, sure. I mean, I feel like integrative and functional medicine can be difficult as it is, let alone then we start applying it to mental health. It's just so unheard of. But uh, anyway, sorry, I hope that answers yeah. some of your questions.
0: No, 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 it does. It does. An FNP can treat basic mental health needs, anxiety, depression. I mean, that falls within the family medicine scope, you know? it is right. But, you know, I agree with you. You know, bipolarism, all this kind of stuff really needs to be sent off to the, you know, our psych colleagues. Right. And I don't think that you're going to be doing integrative approaches for someone with schizophrenia anyways. <laughs> like, yeah, it's difficult,
1: right? I mean, <laughs> right. Know, what's funny, what's funny, Justin, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm getting these... People in the door. I'm, I'm educating them, and then we do some blood work and things of that nature. And uh, you know, you'd be shocked at how many of these people are diagnosed with "quote unquote" major depressive disorder. And lo and behold, they have raging Hashimoto's disease. Well, um, right, you know, right, right, right. And and we fix their thyroid, and three months later, they're out the door. You know, so it's pretty amazing how much of this is right, just kind of or low testosterone, as you're familiar with, right? Yeah. I mean, the amount of guys that are diagnosed
0: with, oh yeah, you have major depressive disorder lo and behold, their testosterone is just completely zoned. Dude, I've had so many patients who have been on, you know, Cymbalta and Effexor and all these psych meds and they come in and their testosterone is just, you know, bottomed out 200, 250 or whatever. They're 30 years old. It's completely not normal. We start them on testosterone replacement therapy, you know, and they get off their psych meds. And I've had these patients for multiple years and for three or four years, they're not on psych meds. They got off the psych meds years ago and they're like, I don't need it anymore. Like the problem was right. their testosterone. Like that was the underlying issue. <laughs> right? right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and this segues perfectly into what I'm kind of looking at getting into was, you know, all of a sudden I'm seeing all these guys and the exact same problems you're stating. And I'm starting to now send them off to whomever to get their testosterone replacement therapy done. And these guys are doing a terrible job, you know, locally speaking. I mean, no one does hormone replacement therapy in a very effective way let's put it that sure. way so so then i said well shoot i'll just start doing it so i started kind of doing it for a few patients here and there and then i said you know what this is crazy i should just <laughs> strike out on my own and and combine all this somehow yeah um you know because at least uh, at least in my opinion most of the most of the guys especially who have been treated uh you know i mean you start testosterone replacement therapy my gosh in at least a few weeks you're starting to really recognize the power of, you know, hormone optimization. And so anyways, it, it just led me to this aha moment of like, okay, man, you, you got to get out there and do your thing.
0: Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And if there's really no one doing this in your area, then, you know, I think you got a pretty, uh, I mean, you got some pretty good market share here. So yeah, I like the idea, man, you know, integrated mental health, you know, a little functional medicine in here, a little integrative medicine in here, some traditional medicine. Yeah. You know, yeah. So no, I love the idea, man. I think it's, uh, I think it's unique. I think it's a super solid niche. I like it. So I guess you're just in the startup phase here. You haven't really done much at all, or you know, tell me kind of. What's you know, going
1: on. I, I mean, I've I've done quite a lot. It's kind of ironic. I got my thumb nearly bitten off by a pit bull about a year ago when I was actually going to start this business. So, anyways, we're we're finally finishing the settlement. I'm finally getting some money back that I'd scored away to start this business. So. You know, right now I'm looking at properties, Uh, you know, I've got some compounding pharmacies down, you know, everything's kind of just ready to rock and roll. One of the things I'm having trouble with initially is, is properties, not a bad way necessarily, but I'm looking at a property that's like, you know, 500 bucks. It's a 10 by 10 exam room, nothing special. It's got a shared waiting room and this guy wants to charge me 500 bucks a month. So pretty dang cheap. And then, you know, of course, the downside is, you know, there's no road signage. Uh, It's not visible. I'm kind of along this corridor. So in in like greater Cincinnati, there's, I mean, there's quite a few people doing testosterone replacement therapy kind of along this same area versus another property that's maybe about 30 minutes outside of greater Cincinnati. We've got a solid population there. This property, for example, it's $1,400 a month. Road visibility, excellent road visibility perfect signage, all that kind of stuff. But obviously, you know, nearly more than double the price. So, you know, it's just one of those things, man, like, gosh, what do I do? Do I go all in or do I keep the overhead super low? Uh,
0: Okay. So listen, so you got this one that's just like an office for 500 bucks and you have something that has like good roadside frontage and stuff for for a thousand? Right. Okay. So- I want you to think about this way, and I've mentioned this before in other podcasts. That extra five hundred dollars is going to be five hundred dollars for your marketing budget because that signage on the road is, dude. That's that's marketing. So just think. Okay. So just think about it as just part of your marketing budget. You know what I mean? Right. 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 And, and so, and you
1: feel yeah. this was the other thing, you know, and you know this better than I do certainly. You know, as far as medicine goes, you know, are people paying attention enough to that stuff, the, the signage and whatnot? Because it's not like you're driving by a bakery and you're like, oh,
0: hey, let me stop and get some oh. cupcakes. Dude, absolutely, man. Like, so I have a big old sign on, on a main road and, uh, you know, me and my medical assistant, we, we, we went out there one, uh, like it was like on a Sunday afternoon, we got, we got permission from the landlord. We had, you know, big old giant six by six posts. Like we dug the holes, we cemented them in. <laughs> like I ordered the sign off signs.com. We went up there, we, sure. you know, we were just with nails. We just made our own sign, dude. And three years later, it's still there and it works. Like it just says testosterone men's health clinic. Like, right simple as possible, you know? Yeah, so, it makes sense. And and honestly, this, you know, this other
1: office, you know, one of the things I want to do is is grow into it real quickly. Uh, you know, I'd like to 1099 some people, I've already got some people kind of even interested in that already. And then, you know, I'm kind of like, man, if I started this 500 bucks a month, let's say in six months, I'm I'm ready to move. You know, and, um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't think, I, I really don't think that $500, man, is going to be a make it or break it for you. It's it's really yeah. not. It's, it's, it's yeah. not that much money, you know? Right right yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. It's really not, man. It's not that much more money, you know? I mean, that's going to be what a couple extra patients. And so right. you should make that just off the sign alone. I mean, you're going to get walk-in traffic. It makes it easy for local people to find you and to see you and and yeah. Right. I would definitely I would definitely recommend it. When I moved my men's health practice from kind of a hole in the wall to a uh, a clinic on a main street, it definitely increased our volume, definitely increased walk-in traffic. So Definitely. Okay.
1: It was definitely no, that's great. Important. And honestly, this clinic, in my opinion, it's in a better area. There's literally nobody out there doing this. You know, it's still within the quote unquote greater Cincinnati area. So you still got massive population there, lots of money out there. Just there's everybody's doing it in the city. So,
0: okay. Yeah. Go to that one, dude. The thousand bucks a month is really not that much. Okay. Okay. So, what are you thinking here? Is this going to be a cash based practice?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Strictly cash based. One of the things I wanted to gauge your opinion on initially about a year ago, I thought I'll just do men's health only hormone optimization. That's it. Now I'm kind of reconsidering and thinking, well, you know, I'd like to, there's not a lot of people doing women's hormones around here, female hormone optimization. And then, and then, you know, bringing over, like I said, the integrative piece to it, uh, you know, I'd like to make this a pretty broad wellness clinic um, and not again, box myself into to one area. <clears throat> right. The problem I have is like, how the heck do you market this stuff? You know, it's it's so easy for me to market men's health, but when we're talking this like just kind of global wellness clinic, it, it just kind of gets me stumbled.
0: Yeah, it can be difficult. You have to, this is what's called doing lots of uh, split testing and testing multiple different kinds of ads. First off, I think it's easier to have a little bit more of a focus niche at first yeah. and then expand into other services and whatnot. And so you know how to do this integrative mental health, Right. You know how to do the hormone replacement therapy in men. So, what is it that you like doing? Like, I mean, what is it? That yeah, do?
1: well, it's yeah. no, it's a fair question, man. I think ultimately the hormone optimization has been my new passion project. I, I love the integrative mental health piece, but you know, again, really half the guys I'm seeing more, well, way more than half, eighty percent of the male patients I see are end up being hormone patients, and that's what drives me. So, I, I would say hormone optimization for sure is is my is my bread and butter.
0: Okay. So if you want to do the, you know, integrative mental health as well, then I would say, you know, I would say keep that, but you're going to have to just do some testing on it and kind of see how, you know, how it goes. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a page on your website that talks about integrative mental health, you know? Right. Yeah. I figured that stuff can just segue, right? Exactly, um, man.
1: It's not that big. are interested in it. Here we go. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Justin, one of the things I really want to make sure I'm getting into is membership models. So right now as a 1099, it's all fee for service, and I, I can't stand it. I loved your idea behind the men's health practice. It seems really straightforward. You know, initially I'm envisioning a men's health practice where it's not uh, guys come in, get their injections, go home. It's, you know, take home everything, take home needles, syringes, take home your testosterone cream or, or vials. Kind of make it a more premier monthly price. I mean, based off your your course, I think you had said something like, "Well, if you're doing take home, it should be no less
0: than two hundred, maybe two hundred to eight hundred. Is that right? Yeah. If you're going to give them like three four months in advance, you know, like you're giving them a very large amount at one time. Yeah, they need to make sure they pay up front for that.
1: So more or less, you know, it's not necessarily a quote unquote monthly membership,
0: but more like a quarterly, right? So how you set it up is, you know, you have a monthly subscription, right? You know, right. just for simplistic purposes. Let's just say let's just call it 150 bucks a month. You know, that includes the visits and the testosterone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if they want to buy, let's say that this happens sometimes. You have someone who might be in the service or works overseas every once in a while or something. And they're going to be gone for four or five months. You're going to be giving them a four or five months supply. They need to pay that $150 up front for the four or five months. Okay. And so gotcha. yeah. So it's it's so it's still the membership program but if they're getting large amounts like that they need to pay up front for it but give them a small discount because you always want the money up front you know always 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 if you can get the money up front take the money up front but give them a little bit of a discount you know so like if they give us right. uh you know if they pay 6 months in advance i give them like a 10% discount uh, yeah, i have some guys who okay. will pay for the entire year like 12 months in advance and I'll give them like a 15 20% discount for that you know okay and yeah. do you find like let's say you have someone on a, a, a literal month
1: to month membership payment Do you find that, you know, it's difficult keeping up with people's cards falling off and things of that nature?
0: Yeah, yeah, man. It's part of the game. You know, there's always going to be people's cards getting declined. And it's not that it's nefarious. You know, they're not... Doing it on purpose. They're not trying to screw you over. Right. Nine times out of ten, it's just the credit card or debit card expired
1: or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, but shoot, uh, I'd rather deal with that than insurance any day, anyways. Yeah. So. Exactly, right. man. You know,
0: I think that a lot of people fear that. Oh, if, I, if I'm charging a monthly, then what's the benefit from screwing me over or whatever? It's happened a handful of times in four years. A handful of times
1: yeah okay okay yeah. so in the midwest you know at least around my area i would say the most quote unquote premier guy doing hormone optimization i think he's charging about 175 bucks a month and this is for take home everything do you think that's a reasonable place to stick around do you have any idea what's included in that uh that's you know i think it's like four office visits a year uh needles and syringes and mm-hmm. i I think I want to say he includes maybe three blood work lab orders,
0: essentially. I think that was about it. But it includes the testosterone too. Oh, oh sorry. Yes. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Gotcha. You know, 175, you figure if you're drawing blood work every three, you know, three times a year, you know, if you use access medical labs and art, you know, just kind of follow up lab panel, I think it's like a hundred bucks, something like that. Right. So, right. You know, it's, it's not that much. So, you know, you got to factor that up. That's going to cost you between three and four hundred dollars a year. So call it, you know, thirty thirty-five dollars a month for labs, right? Mm-hmm. So I charge right now. We're charging. We just increased our price to like one forty a month just because inflation and just the cost yeah, of everything, sure. you know, right? So if you add the other thirty-five dollars a month to it, you know, that's one seventy-five. Then yeah, you could include labs with it as well if you wanted to. But in my opinion, give the guys the option if they want to use their insurance or not for the labs. So I mean, a lot of these people. Okay. You know, a, a lot of patients, you know, men and women, you know, they got good insurance. They're a teacher or a cop or whatever. You know I mean? Let them use their insurance every once in a while for stuff, you know? Right. So it you do give money. them options. Yeah. yeah. Now, on the labs. Okay. Yeah. I don't include labs in my monthly subscription. Some clinics okay. do and it works. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It does work. I personally don't do it because... I live in a little bit more of a lower cost of living area, you know, people, I mean, there are people with money, of course, but there's also people who are, you know, very middle-class people. And so I allow them to use their insurance for labs if they want to. And I'll tell you, man, i stop at the top of my head. I'm going to say 70% of people use their insurance for the lab work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what I do. You know, all my patients in my 1099 position, it's all through insurance and I, I get it. I, I mean, I want to do the same thing or right. at least have the option to, so
0: it saves them a few hundred bucks a year, you know, four or $500 right. a year. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money to some people, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that fine line, man. I'm trying to not make people feel like they're being nickel and dimed to right. death, which right. is where I like the monthly membership, but then also making people feel like, boy, that, you know, every time I see that 200 bucks for
0: 175 bucks go out every month, it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, right. And so I think that anyone listening to this, it doesn't matter if it's men's health, women's health, weight loss, whatever, you know, if you can get that profit margin you know, to what you're making, you want it in between that at minimum of $100 a month profit minimum. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you can get up to more of the 120, 130 amount monthly profit, then you can adjust your prices from there. You know what I mean? With hormone replacement therapy, men or women, that number is about 130 a month and you're making about $100 profit because it only costs you 30 bucks or something like that a month for this stuff. It's not expensive. And you're saying per patient, Justin, right? Per patient. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's up to you. It's how greedy you want to get basically. You know, a lot of
1: my patients who I see, I I kind of have prided myself on being a affordable, integrative guy, not charging people, you know, $700 for an hour of BS, but, um, Anyways, no, that's it's helpful, man.
0: Yeah. So I guess you are going to focus on men's health then. That's kind of where you want to go. Yeah. It's it. certainly,
1: yeah, certainly going to be a big piece of it. Um, Again, really, to be honest with you, I only know this because I'm, I live it every day. There's nobody out here doing a good job of uh, female hormone replacement therapy. So that's 100% something I'm planning on getting into. Okay. Uh, so then, and, and then having a similar membership, of course.
0: Okay. So just, you know, so I can understand here, you're going to definitely do men's and women's HRT Mm -hmm. and you do want to throw in some of the integrated mental health as well. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. So then I think that this should just be more or less an integrative HRT practice. I mean, I would leave Mm -hmm. it at that. Starting off right here, I don't think I would include weight loss and IV nutrients like I don't think I would do any of that right now. I mean, you could do like some, you know, vitamin injections. Cause I mean, that's right. you know, integrative in nature. Right. But I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't go full blown IV clinic and that kind of stuff. So I would keep this very, very focused on just those things right there, you know, an integrative hormone replacement therapy clinic. And, you know, we also specialize in treating mental health from the root cause. And I right. think that if you do those two things, I think that it'll be interesting to see which service lines really grow and which ones just kind of stay a little, you know, stay flat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's kind of what you got to do something. You just got to experiment a little bit with it, you know? I mean, right. you know, I think when I, uh, uh, when I started my men's health clinic, you know, we offered a lot of different things, you know, weight loss and direct primary care and all this kind of stuff. And, what took off was the men's health and the hormone replacement therapy. Like That's what took off. So That's what we focused on, you know? Mm-hmm. I scrapped the direct primary care. No one wanted it. So I just scrapped <laughs> right. it. So yeah, so just got to keep that in mind, man. You're really not going to know until you get started. You might find that you just blow up for women's HRT, you know? Right. Or maybe the integrated mental health just blows up. Like you have no clue here, you know? You know, one of the things
1: I, I liked at least about the mental health piece, you know, just as a 1099, I was like, gosh, I'm literally getting referrals for myself, right? If I do if I start getting into TRT stuff with with some of the male patients. Like it was just a gosh, this is a no brainer. But yeah, once I start running my own practice, is it reasonable to assume that everybody's going to be coming to me strictly for mental health?
0: You well, know? I mean, and if they're so, will they're willing to pay, man, it's patients and it's income and it's revenue, you know? Right. I wouldn't turn away anyone. Mm-hmm. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Every dollar, you know, during this initial startup phase is critical. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, give the people what they want, right? Exactly, man. I like the idea. I think uh, an integrative HRT practice, you know, I think you should name it, name it something like that, you know, make sure hormone replacement therapy is in the name. That way when people look up this on Google, you know, the Google business listings and whatnot, it's, it's pretty damn apparent what, you know, what is it is that you do.
1: Okay. Yep, I like that.
0: And the thing is you're not boxing yourself in. Like if you say testosterone men's health, you box yourself into that, right? But right. hormone replacement therapy, that's thyroid, that's testosterone, that's the estrogens, that's all of that stuff, right? So, right, right. Yeah. And
1: and wouldn't it be uncommon to go somewhere like that and say, hey, hey, I didn't realize you did integrative health, right? So um, yeah, not too far.
0: No, 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 absolutely not. And then I think that uh, you know, if your website is clean, straight to the point, you know, bulleted points in the navigation bar you know, men's health, HRT, women's health, HRT, integrative mental health, like, you know, a page for each one of those services, the homepage, just a mission statement, nothing fancy in words and stuff, just straight to the point. What is it you do, you know? And then yeah, list the yeah. services below it, picture of yourself, your experience below, whatever. Keep it very, very simple. Okay. Yep. Nope, I yeah. love it. Do you think that you could write blog posts and whatnot too? If, if yeah, definitely.
1: Well, that's, you know, honestly, that's one of the things, um, not that it's been holding me back in particular as a 1099, but it's just, it's not my practice. So, you know, any post I would write would kind of have to try to put it by some other people for the actual company that I'm working under. And I said, you know what? I'd rather, yeah, have my own practice so I can blog. I, I do a podcast, um, which has actually been wildly helpful. I've had this podcast for like, I don't know, six months, one episode a month. Yeah. Um, I've already had. Three or four patients come in strictly because they said, hey, a friend of a friend of a friend, you know, share this podcast with me. And I didn't realize that you were in my neighborhood. So there uh, you
0: go. I mean, that's pretty cool, cool, man. Yeah. That right there just speaks of the power of, you know, having valuable content on your website and stuff online. Like if you can really market, like even that podcast or articles, you know, within your little region. I mean, it works. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it is. You know, it really is. So I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you know, put the podcast episodes on there, write articles on it. Not only does it, you know, it validates your expertise, but um, it improves your search engine optimization. Patients read it, they like it. I mean, it's it's a win win, man. You can't you can't lose having an article yeah. on your website. Like you just can't. Like you're not gonna lose putting that on your site. You know? Right. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess from a marketing aspect here, like I was saying, I think that uh, from a digital marketing aspect, you know, you could advertise this stuff on Facebook and Google and that kind of thing if you want. But the foundation of this is just make sure that your website is clean. The content on it looks great. Make sure your Google business listing is optimized, clearly states what it is that you do. um, Nice pictures on it. Make sure the roadside sign Looks great, straight to the point. If you do those things right there, it's going to make it easy for people to find you. And most of that's very cheap or free. Okay? Right. And then you can focus more on the social media advertising. You might not need to do a whole lot of that. I mean, a lot of people, especially if you get a good location and your Google business listing is you know, ranking up pretty high, a lot of people don't need to do anything else at all. So, right. What's your goal here? I mean, what are you looking at in terms of time investment here, and uh how much time do you want to put into this? Do you want to jump, yeah, full time, yeah, or just one day a week, or what?
1: You know, initially, um
0: I've got two days a
1: week I'll be able to apply to it. Okay, you know, and that'd be as long hours as I want, eight to ten hours, you know, however long it needs to be. And I'd like to scale that up as quickly as possible. My goal would be, you know, within a year maybe 24 months able to transition completely out of the 1099 positions over and do this full time and that's including you know within maybe two to five years again i don't know how exactly how quickly this will grow but being able to 1099 some other providers in there i would like to get into women's health myself just because i i find it interesting but ultimately men's hormone replacement therapy is my passion so if i can get someone else doing that You know, my my goal really is to make this a breadwinner, 110%. My wife stays at home with kids, so I just want to build that kind of generational wealth, you know, potentially open up another practice location, that kind of thing.
0: I got you. So yeah, so if that's your goal. Okay, so you got two days a week that you can focus on this. You're still maintaining your job, so you still got money coming in. From a financial standpoint, you should be okay, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll have money coming in.
1: Um, Like I said, I'm going... Through this settlement, which will give me my money back that I'd saved, and then some, which is kind of nice. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, I'll be in a good position.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that money in your business, man. You can't. Uh, the return on investments superior than anything else you could do. So, yeah, I mean, you you've
1: highlighted that a lot for me, man. You know, I, I I literally saw this settlement coming through, and I thought, man, what a stupid opportunity! I could sit on this on my bank account for the rest of my life, and you know, probably lose it all in five years, or uh, take what five right. or 10 grand and start a company that makes. Ten
0: x, dude. Absolutely. Like even with CD rates right now being four, four point five percent, like it doesn't mean shit unless you have millions of dollars. You know what I mean? It's right. not. It's nothing. You know? Yeah. Chump like it, it's chump change. So like, if you can put 20,000 bucks into your business, the return on that is just. It's exponential. I mean, you could turn ten, twenty thousand dollars 20000 into hundreds of thousands. Like you're not going to find that kind of return on anything else. Yeah. So, well, that's,
1: you know, I've, I've probably got, you know, I'll, I'll talk real numbers here. I've probably got close to like, you know, 40 or 50 grand that I'm just kind of holding on for the business, you know? So dude, you know, oh, initial man. startup costs, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I want to put in, you know, at least five to 10 and then everything else is just rent and marketing. Yeah. It's the there just in case. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I right, really, right. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not in one of those guys who's like, well, I can grow this slowly I I'm not in
0: any hurry. I, I really would like to get this, you know, really okay. off uh, and running. Okay. I mean, that's so, I mean, that changes it, you know, you know, a lot of people that, uh, that come on this podcast, a lot of people that I talk to, they just want this little side hustle, you know, just a couple of days a week slowly growing over three to six months, you know, or or even a year, make an extra five, 10,000 bucks a month, you know, just a nice side hustle, right? There's nothing wrong with that at all, right? No, no. Yeah, but like in your case though, if you want to scale this quick, then you have the money for it. You got a good buffer. You have a solid 1099 job that's bringing you income. So you're in a really, really good position here. It sounds like there's some pretty good market share in your area. So you have a lot of things going for you from what I'm hearing, But I think you need to focus really heavy on marketing, and if you're wanting this to be something that's going to bring you a partially passive income stream, then I think that you might want to maybe start looking into hiring another NP or someone that uh, you know, like 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 you said, that could maybe start doing some of the female stuff. Um, Yeah,
1: I had heard you mention like I don't know when you're you know booking like three to four weeks out, consider getting a 10.99 on. Let's say I'm just doing men's health stuff and I've got all these female patients or even a handful of them interested. You know, is it worth bringing on a 1099 at that
0: point versus being booked out to far in advance? Yeah, you know, three weeks or so, it's time to probably bring on someone else or you start cutting back at your job so you can dedicate more time to the business, Right. Right. So instead of, you know, working four days a week at your 1099, you work three days. Instead, you can put one more day into your business. Then you don't need to hire anybody. It's ultimately what you want to do with your time. Right, right. You know?
1: and, and I guess, you know, one of the things I've been
0: really tripped up on, and
1: I know you've just recently talked about some of this stuff, at least the podcast that I've listened to, is getting an assistant, you know, whether it's a medical assistant or, or office manager or whatever. I'm assuming that should
0: be my first hire, quote unquote, which is 1099. Absolutely. For sure. Listen, I mean, you have two days a week to focus on this. You know, female HRT is a subject in itself. It's not terribly difficult. It's fairly easy to learn if you understand the principles, contraindications, all this kind of stuff. You know, get people, you know, get them through the door, start learning, you know, monitoring and that kind of thing. But uh, you definitely need the assistant though. So my advice would be you as the business owner and the provider here, if it was me, I would probably focus almost on all of it myself from a clinical standpoint. Focus on all of it yourself. Understand what it is that you're doing. Start documenting kind of the procedures on how you like things done, how often you want lab work done and this kind of thing. Yeah. Like I have a procedure manual for my men's health clinic that I've written over. It took me over two to three years to write this thing. Like, you know, you can't have one of these just from the get go. Like this is done through experience on how you like things done. Right. And it outlines for the nurse practitioners that I hire how to want lab work done, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yep. So, yeah. So you as the provider, you know, you as the business owner start kind of writing these things on how you like things done. And then six to 12 months from now, you know, those two days a week that you're working, you know, you are just booked up full. You're seeing 20 patients a week. Then at that point, you can tell yourself, do I need to hire someone else? Or do I need to give up time for my other job to focus in on this? But the whole point of this is, is that I think you can do the clinical aspects of it yourself. At first, but you're not going to be able to do the busy bullshit stuff on top of all that. That's why you're yeah. that. that's why you're gonna need that assistant answering the phones, taking payments, scheduling patients, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I felt the power of having a good administrator on board is like, oh my gosh, even my 1099 gig. We had a not so great administrator and then a really good administrator, and it just blew up my, you know, bookings,
0: so to speak. Yeah. Oh dude, for sure. Like, I mean, they are critically important. Like if you need someone who can answer the phone, who has a good voice, good customer service, they understand what it is that you're doing because that's the first point of contact. Mm -hmm. And if the patient calls and someone's being, you know, a jerk, they're being mean, they're just off putting, you've lost that patient forever. So you think if I get to say like two
1: full days a week, um, you know, obviously I can take on more as a clinical provider at that point, would it be worth looking into then getting an assistant in
0: Um, or wait a little longer? So the first business I ever started, well, the first cash-based business, my first clinic kind of was a failure. But the second one, you know, my medical cannabis, I decided I was just going to answer the phones myself and do all that myself. Mm Okay. Okay. And it was fine. I mean, it worked. My phone was just like any day during the week. It didn't matter if I was working at the urgent care, thinking of a shift in the ER, if I had the day off and I wanted to play golf or whatever, you know, that phone rang, I answered it. Yep. You know, so you need to be aware of that. that that phone's going to be glued to your hip and that even when you're working at your 1099 job, you're going to be calling patients back in between patients. You know, you're going to be yep. calling people who've left voicemails for you, text messages. I mean, you're going to be glued to that phone all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, just be aware of that, man. It can be exhausting. You know, other people that have done it, it becomes exhausting, man. Like you're answering the phone all the time, you're scheduling the patients. <laughs> like you're doing yeah. all of that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. my recommendation would be do it yourself for a few weeks to a month. See how you're feeling about it, how things are going. But once you start getting to the point where you're pulling your hair out and you're just like, God, this, you know, this, this just sucks. You really need to get an assistant on board. I knew my men's health clinic was going to do well. I just had a good feeling about it. There was no one else doing it in my area. And so, you know, I knew it was going to do okay. So I hired a medical assistant right from the get go with that because I knew that I couldn't be answering the phones for my medical cannabis clinic and my men's health clinic at the same time. I, I mean, I couldn't do that, you know? So I hired my medical assistant right from the get go and you know he basically started answering the phones from day one. That's so awesome. yeah. And now I have, you know, four medical assistants working for me now. Like I never answer that phone. I delete the app off my phone. I don't like I don't want it on my phone anymore. Yeah. 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 Right.
1: So when you're like working those two days, you know, I'm working those two days a week, is that what I'm listing, you know, in terms of like Google listings, like hey, I'm open, whatever, Tuesdays and Thursdays from you know, eight to five. Is that what I'm listing as my no,
0: operating no. hours? No, because you're going to miss a lot of phone calls. Cause I mean, yeah. so imagine, you know, you hop on, you want to make an appointment with someone and you click on their Google business listing. It's a Monday. It says they're closed, but they're only open on Tuesday and Thursday. She's so like, okay, I got to call these people back tomorrow. You know, you're probably yeah. sure look for someone else. So it really needs to say Monday through Friday, you know, eight to five or whatever. Like my medical cannabis clinic, the hours on my, on our Google business thing is Monday through Friday, eight to five. But I mean, <laughs> man, there's no one there, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So
1: you're just, when a patient calls, you're just saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm available on Tuesdays and Wednesdays or whatever.
0: Correct. You're just like, yeah, well, I can get you scheduled on Tuesday or this Thursday. Right. Oh, that doesn't so work. Good. Well, I can get you scheduled next Tuesday or Thursday. Like these are the times right. available. Like people will yeah. make it work. Okay. Okay. But in terms of,
1: yeah, the phone and everything, it should be on
0: all the time. All the time. Correct. You know, but I would be pretty strict about it. You know, at five o'clock, you're done, dude. It's time to unwind, go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So my advice would be do it yourself for the first you know month or two. That way you can kind of develop the scripts in terms of how you want people to answer the phone, how you're going to answer questions, make notes of what it is that you're kind of telling these people, like what are the selling points? How are you getting people booked? And that kind of a thing. You as the business owner, you know, you're going to care about that more than anyone else ever will. Yep. And so you need to develop those scripts and, and write them down. Because that way, when you do hire an assistant in, in you know, a month or two, you can have these scripts and be like, this is how you, I want you to answer the phone. These are the expected questions that you're probably going to get. These are the answers. Does that make sense? Like You're, you're like, you're developing a, a procedure.
1: Uh, absolutely, man. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And the only way you can do that is by actually experiencing it. You know what I mean? Right. You can't just use this half-assed thing that you buy from someone that's, you know, a script on how to answer the phone. Like that doesn't work. You need right. to do it yeah. yourself. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the next couple of months, man, are going to be busy for you, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all in, man. I'm I'm really I, I can't tell you how excited I am. I mean, it's yeah. been a long time coming. Honestly, I look at it and I'm like, gosh, you know, if, if I'm blessed to have a wife that likes to stay home with the girls and wants to stay home with them, and you know, I'm like, God, I need, I need to start making some more money. And sure. even the 10.99, it's just it's just a, you're just beating a dead horse. I mean, like you said, the taxes and stuff that you can get away with. Right. Uh, I self-employed and all that stuff. So anyways, I, I have it's, you to thank for it, man. Um, yeah, no, you know, no, like, no, no. Justin's
0: doing it. I can do it. Yeah, dude. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Seriously. There's nothing special about me. Like if I can do it, seriously, anyone can. Like, Yeah. No, it's, it's encouraging. Really. Yeah. Listen, man, you got the money. You got a good plan. You, you have the experience. You know what you're doing. You sound extremely competent. I mean, there's really nothing holding you back here. Like, get going. You can have this yeah. thing started in a month.
1: Yep. Yep. Looking forward to it, man.
0: Yeah. So, uh, any other questions or anything? You
1: know, I had one more about peptides. Okay. And, uh, you know, more or less, I was kind of considering, you know, along the same lines as you were kind of saying earlier, you know, I don't really want to get into the whole IV clinic thing, you know, maybe more of the medical spa stuff. I'd like to stick with the more medical side of things. I'm just curious, are peptides worth it in your opinion, adding it on in a men's health clinic?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. It's just an accessory service. It's, that's sure. that's all it is. You know, it's an add-on. It's an additional revenue stream. That's all it is. Okay. So, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, you don't have to complicate it. You know, pick three or four, and just those are what you offer. I mean, that's pretty much all I offer at my mental health clinic. We only offer like four of them. Like that's it. Right.
1: Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, I was kind of—I had a uh, physician friend of a friend, anyways. He was kind of. Mentioning, oh, these, these clinics are going to get busted. You know, they're not FDA approved, the, the peptides and whatnot. How rock solid
0: is it, you know, from a legal standpoint? Dude, you can, I mean, you can prescribe stuff off label. There's nothing right. legal against that. I mean, I wouldn't be right. prescribing oxycodone for anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I wouldn't be doing <laughs> that. But you can right. prescribe these things off label. You can do things that aren't FDA approved. Right. As long as the patient is aware of it, they understand the risks, they understand the benefits, they understand that it is not FDA approved and they sign a consent form, there's nothing there's nothing preventing you from doing that. I mean, Right.
1: And I think your consent forms are pretty
0: thorough in that regards. Um, yeah, they're pretty solid, man. You know, if you have them sign that, the patient understands. I mean, dude, any vitamin that you buy over the counter, none of that's FDA approved. None of right. it is. Right. You know, yeah. like even omega-3 fish oil that I take every single day, you look at the back of the bottle says, this is not an FDA approved treatment, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? Right. It might not be FDA approved, but I'll tell you what, my HDL is 95. So I'm just going <laughs> to- Right, right. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it was one of the few things I was like, I think this could go, you know, it seems like it would just go hand in hand, right? Absolutely. It goes hand in hand,
0: but don't worry about it. I really wouldn't worry about it
1: sure yeah I mean I I see all these giant clinics doing I'm like these guys wouldn't take
0: that big of a risk it's kind of it
1: can't be that big of a deal
0: correct you know exactly it's not that big of a deal man you're not you know the FDA doesn't care about a peptide or an off-label treatment like do they got much bigger things to worry about like proving new drugs and this kind of stuff I just (laughs) yeah yeah I don't think I'd worry about it like I I feel okay. like when I first got started, I had a little bit of some anxieties over it as well. And uh, I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, that's uh, that's encouraging. And then malpractice wise, it looks like maybe
0: around four to five grand a year yep. uh, for like an HRT clinic. Does that sound about right? Yeah, man. That's about, that's about the going rate. Yeah. Prices of malpractice have increased a lot in the last like year and a half almost doubling. Yeah. It's kind of insane. It's just, you know, these corporations are just price gouging us because, you know, inflation, they just can't, right? So yeah, now you're going to spend four or 5,000 bucks, just write it off. It is what it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, your tax course mentions a lot of that stuff, correct? In terms of write-offs and things of that nature. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, one of the things I feel I'm un- uncertain about the most, Justin, the, the thing I feel the least confident about is, the tax side of things. You know, I've I've always been a clinical research nerd, not a numbers uh, math nerd. Right. And and so I I just, you know, my personal finances have never been a problem, but I've never been one to take a lot of risk. You know, I've always been the guy who, you know, save a bunch of money and and work your do your job, come home, that kind of thing. So, it, would would that tax course be helpful for someone like me who just
0: feels like really uncertain about that kind of stuff? Oh 100%. It's going to allow you to understand what the tax code says. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you might be thinking like, "Oh, I can't write that off," when in fact it's completely legal to write that off. It's your right yeah. as a United States citizen to write that off. The congressman who passed those laws can do it, so can you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just right. It's just being aware of it. And a lot of people don't think that they're entitled to that. They think that it's illegal or it's shady to be writing off certain things or doing certain things like It's totally your legal right to do it. It wouldn't be in the tax code if it wasn't. The thing is, though, it's just getting over that anxiety and making sure that you have a CPA who's on board with it as well. You know, that's Um,
1: man. That's been the
0: hardest part.
1: And and this is where you know for me, it's like okay, if I'm gonna take ownership of my own job and personal finance and stuff, I better take ownership of the tax stuff too, because I've had CPAs who they tell me one answer and it's, it's probably like going to any other healthcare provider, you know, give you some standard quote on, oh, you can't write that off. And then I look at the laws and I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like I can.
0: Right. Okay. I
1: don't know. I guess some CPAs just are (sighs) fancy about that.
0: It's like, okay, dude, it's the same thing as going to a lawyer. If you go to five or six different lawyers for one thing, they're going to give you five to six different opinions, sometimes completely conflicting the other's opinion. Like, yep. you know what I mean? What these people say is not the 100% truth. It's not. So you can go to three different CPAs and get three different interpretations of the tax code. Same thing with the law. Same thing with even medicine too. So they are professionals. They are humans. A lot of this stuff is open for interpretation. And so, yeah, you got to shop around for CPAs. You have to find one that's aligned with what it is that you that you want. If you are a very, very conservative person you don't want to write off anything. You don't want to risk having to debate with the IRS over an audit. Like you don't want you don't want to take any chances whatsoever. Find a very conservative CPA that doesn't even want to do like you know help you writing off your cell phone <laughs> right. or gas or you know filing right. an S corp and paying yourself a reasonable salary and avoiding employment taxes. Like find yourself a super conservative CPA and you know, go ahead and get raped on taxes. That's up to you. But if you're yep. willing to take a little bit of a risk, be aggressive with it. Find an aggressive CPA that knows how to do it. You're not evading taxes; you're deducting it from a legal standpoint. It's it, it's your right as a United States citizen to do that based off tax code. And sometimes how that's interpreted is gray. I mean, if you yeah. talk to a lot of tax attorneys, you know they'll tell you to be aggressive with it. So yeah, yeah, no. I
1: mean that that helps you feel better. And does that tax force also go into like the LLC versus S corp stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, That's one of the one of the other things I'm like, I've I've heard you mention that stuff in the past, and it's it's another area I'm I'm still boning up on quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um,
0: well, it sounds like it sounds like your clinic's probably going to be profitable. You know, just from what you're telling me. So if I was you, you know, form the LLC and then do the S corp election with the IRS. Just go ahead and do it now. Okay. Yeah. Get it over go with. to exactly. Just get it over with. It's a one page form you fill out and you mail the IRS. There's like there's nothing to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to the elite MP website, click on all articles, just type in S dash mm-hmm. in the, in the search bar. There's a couple articles on it. So just read those. I, I think there's even a link to the IRS page for the, for the form you got to fill out. So you can do that. Or you got your CPA do it for you. So. Okay.
1: Awesome. No, it's yeah, easy. Yep. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. Um, any other questions, uh, man, that's all for me, dude. Cool, man. We we'll would like to end the episode with you asking me, you know, like a personal question or any questions you've ever had for me. Do you have any, any questions? Man, I'm just asking
1: you, uh, how's, how's it being, uh, the elite
0: MP with uh, a little family now? (laughs) Yeah, man, you know, having a, having a son has definitely, uh, definitely changed things. There's no question about that. I find myself like, you know, in the morning. So like before, you know, I would, uh, I would get up, I'd make my coffee, I'd get in front of my computer, answer emails, maybe write an article. Like I usually like to be extremely productive first thing in the morning, just because my mind's fresh and I can just get some stuff done. Right. But now I'm finding that that's not going to work. (laughs) That's not (laughs) happening now. There's no way. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, instead I'm finding myself focusing on, on my son more and, and a lot of the other stuff just kind of melts away in my mind. You know, like I don't worry yeah. about it anymore. I'm like, you know what? That can wait a few hours. It's definitely, uh, it's, it's it's changing my priorities, but I think that's a good thing, right? No, no, I mean, you're you're in a good position for it, man.
1: I'm seriously, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. It's, it's amazing what you've accomplished. And uh, I'm, I hope to be in the same position as you are in just a couple of years, man.
0: Yeah, thanks, brother. I think you will. I mean, it sounds like you got a good head on your shoulder. You got some money to invest in this. Just get going, dude.
1: Yep, will do, yeah. man.
0: Cool. Well, listen, if you ever want to do a follow up, let me know, you know, three to six months from now. And yeah, I wish you the best of luck.
1: Thanks, Justin. Appreciate you, man. All
0: right, no problem. Take care. Bye. Uh Bye bye. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode with Nico. Nico's got a solid plan. I like his idea HRT, men and women, doing some integrated mental health into it. Like, I like the idea. He's using his skills that he has and putting some new skills and some new education into it to create this integrative practice. I think it's a good idea. He's got the money. He's got a plan. You know, he's ready to take action. He just needs to do it, all right? And I think that there's a couple points here. You know, if you have a location, that's 500 bucks a month, but a better one for a thousand, go with the better one especially if you can get a sign out on a main road. Now, you don't need to do that, okay? You don't have to do that when you get first get started, okay? My practices did not do that and I still did okay. But if you can, and it's just an extra $500 a month, think, just consider that as more of your marketing budget. So if you can get a good location and also be thinking ahead a little bit. You know, he's thinking ahead here. He's thinking that, you know, do I need an assistant now? You don't need an employee right from the get-go. But be aware that you might need someone to answer the phones for you at some point. And usually when you start getting busy, that point's gonna be a couple months into it, all right? So as you're answering the phones yourself, you're doing everything yourself during the startup process. Or even if you have a practice right now and you already have employees, be thinking about those procedures. Write down what it is that you are doing. So that way, then someone can read that and duplicate that. That's all a procedure is. All right, hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, bye. thank you for listening to the show. Quick legal disclaimer, the content of this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used as legal, financial, medical, regulatory, or practice-specific advice. For information pertaining to your specific legal, financial, medical, or practice-specific needs, please be sure to consult with your lawyer, CPA, medical director, and or your state's practice laws and the most up-to-date clinical guidelines. As always, do your due diligence when it comes to any information found online and in podcast. The content in this podcast is copyrighted by Galaxy Medical Southwest 2023 and cannot be duplicated, rebroadcasted, or reproduced without without our written permission.